4: Man, what a day today You say Morgan saw a bear Mm-hmm. I thought I would see a bear I was down in the thick of it By the um, Farmington River Where In the course of Four minutes and eight seconds I was bitten by 3,000 mosquitoes I now have West Nile virus Good. In COVID In SARS And that raccoon dog um, uh, Wuhan lab uh, virus too So I've got it all I
2: did bring Bugsbury, you know
4: I didn't realize that I didn't, you know, it was just a walk. I didn't, I didn't expect anything. But it was interesting. It's funny. I walked past this this, this freestanding barbershop. Mm-hmm. And as I'm looking inside, I see that there's a Budweiser sign in there. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Is this place a barbershop or Budweiser place, like a bar? And there's all sorts of like paraphernalia, like like old, like uh, fun stuff in there, posters, et cetera, mm-hmm. this and that. And so I'm looking in there and I take my phone out. I want to take a picture of inside. And I see suddenly that the, like, I guess is the owner is like leering at me from the window. Hmm. And because I was just kind of, you know, gawking in, you know, because I, I don't know, I couldn't tell where, you know, it was, it was a cluttered window or whatever. And so I just like kind of said, waved and said, oh, okay, we'll see you later. I anyway, found out that that place was a bar at one time and now the barbershop serves beers while you're waiting which is a thing I guess um, is that a thing? I've yeah. never heard of that I feel well, like
2: although we were at a wedding and they had did you see this? They had a mobile barber come for yes, the groomsmen I did so there's all new innovations in the field of barbershop enjoyment So I don't know you could get into it because mostly you go to like supercuts or great clips or places like that for your haircuts. Wanna,
4: maybe I'll take a step back here and see exactly <laughs> where you're going to go with all this.
2: No, I just am saying like maybe you yeah. could get into barbershops. Maybe it's okay. your time of life when you're going to be into it.
4: That's, you know what? I think I'm going to. to They'll the serve
2: shops. you a beer. They'll come to you with their little barbershop food truck. You're very <laughs> tired today, Alice. <laughs>
4: They'll be happy. Everybody will be happy. <laughs> So, so anyway, so I was trying to find a place on the internet because I couldn't take a picture because this guy was glaring at me from inside. And it's interesting. I found the place and I don't know whether to love this guy or or despise him, but now I would like your feeling on this because you're somebody who had to deal with Yelp, Mm -hmm. but people are all over Yelp just destroying him. Saying like he was rude, and he was like, "Oh, you really screwed me this time on the phone when somebody canceled." This all of this stuff like saying like, one time he was just talking on the phone the whole time, and but and then they were trashing him on on um on Yelp. Yeah. And and he then is on Yelp trashing them. Right. Like totally just yeah because they
2: let the business owner like reply
4: right, so. Uh, I think I might like him because of this.
2: Maybe. I do. um, The one thing I do know about Yelp from having worked at a business where we got Yelp reviews is that Yelp will, and they claim that they don't do this, but they absolutely do this. They call up your business and tell you that if you advertise with them, that they will get bad reviews taken down or like delisted that is uh,
4: wonderfully unethical
2: so i know that like they claim that's not true but i absolutely know that their sales department tells you that because they do
4: well and that makes sense too it's like you know like the old wear magazine in boston or best of boston mm-hmm. you know i remember when we were in when our hotel decided to spend on local um like hospitality and leisure lifestyle uh publication ads we suddenly won all the awards of course, yeah. <laughs>
2: of course, if you advertise in the magazine, you also
4: everything's a grift, Alice. Which brings course. us to the Hunter Biden trial, mm-hmm. um, the the pretrial or the plea deal thing. It's still settling in me today, just how incredible, incredible this is. So what happened was, in and, and uh, Andy McCarthy said it, and I think you might have heard it twice, Andy McCarthy, was a reputable guy, right. who writes for National Review and a bunch of other places, he said that the whole trial, the investigation, is, quote, a sham. Hmm. He said it's a sham. They're pretending to investigate. If there was really a Department of Justice investigation into any of this stuff, the first thing they would do is indict on all the stuff that the statute of limitations could end on right so that puts a sticks a pin in it so that you can hold everything in place so you right because the time
2: of the indictment is when you have to do stuff by
4: right and they didn't they slow walk stuff and let stuff just close which is so effing uh, crooked
2: of course they did though that was the point
4: well uh, oh i uh, (laughs) sure but now we we're seeing the proof of the point is Mm -hmm. the thing so so and and also not only that but it's like a bizarre thing. What happened, we saw yesterday essentially is we saw what was supposed to be the end of the Hunter Biden ordeal put away and put to rest. And it almost was until the judge just read the fine print and said, This is, seems kind of odd that you've got a listing here under the gun charge, which is not, he's not being indicted for here. And there's no plea for it, but in the resolution to that charge, you've got mm-hmm. that he is got immunity in perpetuity.
2: So, and I guess this was like kind of the the way that they structured this was especially unique because the tax charges and the plea deal part that was for the tax charges had to be public so because of like the nature of where and how it was filed or whatever and i don't fully understand all the legal ins and outs but then because the gun charge was different that's where they put all the shady stuff Right. because that part of the plea deal wasn't public that's where they put the oh yeah and he can't be ever prosecutor right. for anything ever again which is like the really crazy thing that you would put in somebody's plea deal for a gun crime they're not even charged with and you had some of this on that i was half listening to because i was working and the other thing that they were saying is normally if you're a prosecutor and you're trying to get a plea deal you charge to the bigger offenses the bigger felonies first mm-hmm. and then you plea down to something else you don't like Put in a plea deal for something that was never even charged in the first place, which is like right. so weird.
4: And not only that, but according to Andy McCarthy, the verbiage of the plea deal had obviously been written by Hunter's lawyers, which is not done. It's the prosecution that writes the plea deal, it's the state, the, the Department of Justice.
2: Yeah, ask all so, the January 6th defendants right. who had to sign so, off on stuff. So
4: they write, so obviously it was this, in a sense. Okay, guys, so the prosecution says to Hunter's attorneys, you write up what you want, your wish list, and... We'll, we'll
2: draft it for you.
4: <laughs> we'll draft, exactly. It's like when you ask somebody for a reference for work and, or a testimonial, or whatever, for work, and they say, just write up something about how good you were, and I'll sign my name to it. And nobody has time for it. So th- that's essentially what they did, which is, it's amazing. And the fact that they got caught doing this,
2: Great. Just because the judge asked questions.
4: Yeah. Judge asked questions.
2: Just because the judge said, wait a minute. I've never seen something structured like this. Yes. And you explain what the F is going on here. Well,
4: specifically the judge said, is there any precedent for any of this at all? To which the prosecution said, guess what? No. Correct. No. It amazes us too. We can't imagine. Maybe we shouldn't watch us when we're doing this.
2: I always have to. Why? Because. Because why? Because I have to look at the chat. Well, the chat's fine, Another but the other step. thing I think we have to watch. Yeah, but our faces aren't there.
4: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so it's like this thing was, it, it was such a sham and such a fraud and amazingly done in front of the American people. I mean, and the whole investigation is fraud. Like, like, like what we've always thought is true. And they had the goods on this guy. And now, like, I can't understand. Now there should be, and there should be also a special counsel. There, there obviously should have been. If they have one for, for Donald Trump, for boxes of stuff in a storage room, just looking around, for. of course there should have been on this. This begs for it. And that should have been done by Merrick Garland. But they decided, all decided they were going to put this to bed because they're American patriots and they don't have to really go after Hunter Biden. It is absolutely amazing. It's amazing and it is... We're going to have a problem if heads don't roll. Heads need to roll. There needs to be certainly an investigation into Joe Biden. There, um, I know that I've heard that there's consternation about Congress bringing Hunter up and some of these other people up to speak to Congress because I guess the worry is I don't know which parties but that you'd have then two sets of sworn testimony and it's harder to build a case or it's easier to build a case whatever it destabilizes the whole thing. Right. And you would not want anybody to be to be immunized. But and I don't even care about Hunter. The fact is if Joe took bribes from performing governments, then we need to, there needs to be people on this right now. Right now. And if Congress has to go to some uh you know 1779 constitutional um I guess it's 1789 constitutional um you know uh bylaw that means that they can throw merrick garland in a brig until they can get answers then f-ing do it now
2: i think they could impeach merrick garland of course it's i don't not want him do impeached because- i
4: want him in jail i want all these sons of in jail i want all of them in jail this is you can't this is not you're not supposed to have a people's bottom-up democracy that looks like this where the administrative state is running the show, where they can freelance like this. These bastards need to be in jail. All of them. This guy Weiss, this idiot who goes to Subway for subs, all of these people need to be in jail. They just, of course, because all this is happening, they've now indicted Donald Trump tonight on more charges. They've now got the the maintenance guy for erasing videotapes. Videotapes of boxes of junk.
2: (laughs) So it's like all stomach from the same thing, ultimately.
4: So let's go to some Corrine Jean-Pierre on some of this stuff. It's going to have the,
0: uh, the tax matter that had Hunter Biden in court in Wilmington yesterday, it had, had uh, criminal information uh, saying that he hadn't paid 1.2 to about 1.5 million in taxes owed. So my question is, number one, I know the president doesn't talk to him, you say, about his business, but was he aware at the time that he wasn't filing his returns in a timely fashion? And also, you know, did he ever advise him to pay, because Hunter testified in court that one year he was sober when he didn't file. So did they ever discuss the tax situation?
5: I'm not going to get into the specific of the case. I've answered this question over and over again. Nothing she has not. changed from the statement that I made yesterday. <laughs> Nothing's going to change from the, the few times that I've gotten this question in the briefing room. We're not going to comment on this. This is, a, uh, this is an independent investigation that is being led by a Trump-appointed prosecutor, mm-hmm. uh, that is being led by clearly the D- Department of Justice, right? The prosecutors I just and I'm, we're just not going to comment on this.
0: Know, yeah. You DOJ, does he have any concerns that the, proce- the deal prosecutors put together fell apart and couldn't make? We're it just by not
5: going to. We're not going to.
4: They're not going to comment. Which is what the lawyers tell you not to do.
5: Can you state categorically that
0: the administration has neither sought nor received favorable treatment from the DOJ for any investigation into the president, members of the administration, his family, or? About the former President
5: Donald Trump. Absolutely not. The Department of Justice is independent. The uh-huh. president respects the rule of law. He has been saying that since he was before.
4: Buffering. buffering. President.
5: Uh, and that will remain the case.
4: So you didn't get too much. Biden himself today didn't answer questions. Thank, during, you, during the scrum.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: But, uh, not this one I missed. I think this might have been yesterday.
0: Uh, Elizabeth Naftali, she's made more than a dozen visits here to the White House uh, and met with some of the president's uh, most senior advisors. Can you tell us a little bit more
5: about those visits? She bought visits, the Hunter's artwork. I would have to look into that. I've not, I've not been tracking the, these visits that you're uh, mentioning to me.
2: She hasn't been tracking them. She doesn't know. Well, get used to it. There's going to be more questions on that. There's going to be more questions on Hunter. This We're asked, isn't going to asked really about go The president's away. previous
0: remarks on his son's business dealings, but the language has in fact changed. So I just want to clear this up once and for all. The president has previously said that he has never discussed overseas business dealings with his son. But the White House now says that the president has never been in business with his son. So why the updated language? Which statement is true? Or is this semantics and they're both true?
5: Uh, as I stated on Monday, when I was asked this question multiple times, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed so on this. Nothing true. has changed on this. Uh, and so <laughs> you asked ask me a million different ways uh, on this question. Nothing has changed.
1: Yeah, with reaction, Texas Senator Sorry. Ted Cruz. Thank
4: you, Shannon. Uh, so in other words, um, they're circling... In the other logins. words, they
2: have no answers. In other words, Biden has no response to this. And he's going to be on a debate stage, possibly with Trump next year, if he stays in this presidential race. And Trump is going to bring all this up. And right. like even the media can't like fully pretend it's not happening anymore. Because... You know, we all just saw that Hunter's plea deal fell through because he wanted to be okay for foreign lobbying as well. Right. You know, so, like, why are you rejecting the plea deal that doesn't make you immune from foreign lobbying? (laughs) Like, unless you know that you were doing foreign lobbying, right? Right. Isn't that the only possible reason why you would reject that plea deal?
4: Of course it is. Now, this is 2014. Obviously, they got him busted on that. Obviously. I mean, and since, I and mean, that's a direct. I mean, the fact that he threw Trump guys in the jail for that is. I mean, that's obvious. Um, he was brokering deals. So in 2014, this was brought up by the AP guy. I forgot what his name is. The guy who's really good. He's really Matt kinda, Lee. Matt Lee. He's kind of an a hole, but he's like good, a good reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, to then Jen Psaki, who was the department, who was the Department of Defense, State Department. Sorry, uh, he asked about Hunter Biden's new gig as a board member of Burisma, and he back then. People right. knew this is, you know, uh, uh, nine years ago, people knew that this was shady.
1: I'm wondering if the State Department has any concerns or any thoughts about the Vice President's son joining the board of directors of this Ukrainian gas um, gas company. Does, in particular, I understand why the White House would refer this to the Vice President's office, mm-hmm. um, but does this building uh, diplomatically have any concerns about potential uh, perceptions of Conflict or slash cronyism, which is what you've often accused the Russians of. uh, The the Russians of doing. Uh,
5: No, he's a private citizen.
1: uh, Okay, but then so the you consider that the Russian oligarchs who control or the Ukrainian oligarchs who control these, uh, they're they're all private citizens as well. We certainly
3: wouldn't put them in the
2: same. No, I'm not suggesting
1: that. I'm not, and I and, and I'm not suggesting that. It should be in the Mm -hmm. same category, but I'm wondering if there are concerns from this building about the perception of about how the Russians and or the Ukrainians would perceive um, the involvement of a son of the vice president of the United States in in this, especially given the situation.
2: They're they're very familiar with that way of doing business over there, actually. (laughs) They know exactly what it is and they don't pretend it's anything else, of course, because they're used to that.
4: In other uh, big news, huge Democratic um, donor, Sam Bankman-Fried, is apparently uh, out of trouble. Wait,
2: fully out of trouble?
4: His campaign finance fraud charges have been dropped by the Biden Department of Justice. So the charges about giving money to all the Democrats, those are all, all gone now. So he is a free man, or at least partially. So I don't know what else he's got going for him. But they have given the nod to him that they've done their college best to um, to give him wings so he can uh, avoid uh, jail time.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, yesterday we played that Mitch McConnell audio where he like froze up mid sentence and didn't talk then and had to be escorted away to his to his office before he recovered. And uh, they're reporting now that like 12 days ago he fell down, took a like total header too i mean at what point and i know like some of my friends in my group chat were like saying this today like how do we how do you get them to retire or how do you impose some kind of age limit on the senate and congress and uh, because this it's truly an embarrassment it's not just biden who's an embarrassing senile disaster it's mcconnell it's Feinstein. Do you have Feinstein in there? In somewhere Feinstein. here. Let me I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, so she didn't know what she was supposed to do when she was asked to vote today and, like, started reading some other notes <laughs> before. <laughs> like, they were like, like, Senator, just say
4: I. Just say I. And she, like, like, and she's w- like oh, she burst into uh-huh. the Gettysburg Address or something. <laughs>
2: she was like reading her notes about the bill like what she was supposed to say when it was her turn to talk but they just needed her to vote right then like it's it's really really bad they're all so old it's so terrible and and like what do you do because we're dependent on them to pass a law to cap their ages and of course they'll never do that in a million years because this is their but like is, is
4: she going to be a good voter and stuff anyway here's the Senator, die five stuff
2: Senator Feinstein.
5: Just say, um, say aye, Senator. Pardon me. Aye. Yeah. Uh, just say I I would like to, say to support a yes vote on this.
4: Mm. Um
5: it provides 823 billion. That's an increase of 26 billion for the Department of Defense and it funds priorities Submit it. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. Thank that you. Senator
3: Feinstein. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So there you go. It was a tough one for a bit. Uh, you know, she's 90 years old. I mean, I don't think so. I think that you should keep these people in. F it. F it. Keep them in. <laughs> and if, you know, you make a catastrophic, catastrophic error and because of it, we get uh, nuked by the Russians and good. That's that's fine. I mean, am on Team Putin now, anyway.
2: There, and yeah, like of course people could just vote her out, but they're never going to in a million years. And it's it's incredible to me that people won't vote any of these people out. It's like we don't deserve democracy.
4: Correct, but let me give you. I want to because we've. This has been a week that's crazy and bad for people. Okay. This is a University of Pennsylvania. Um, a UPenn teammate of Leah Thomas. This is, what is her name? Let me find it. Paula Scanlon. Very mm-hmm. telegenic, Paula Scanlon, by the way.
2: This is the one who was in the Matt Walsh documentary anonymously and then came forward afterwards.
4: Um, and listen to this. This is her in front of a committee hearing today.
3: Good morning, good morning, Chairman Johnson and Ranking Member Scanlon, and members of the subcommittee. I'm Paula Scanlon, a spokeswoman and advisor for the Independent Women. and and a former ncaa athlete i am here today to share my personal story i started swimming at a very young age and by age eight i was swimming competitively and by late middle school i was devoting at least 20 hours per week to swimming i gave up countless christmas holidays weekends and social events to work towards my goal of swimming division one a dream that came true when i began swimming for the university of pennsylvania While I am not an NCAA champion, I hold the New England Independent School League record in the 400-yard freestyle relay, a record that has stood since March of 2017. In September of 2021, Leah Thomas began participating as a member of the Penn women's team. Leah, formerly Will, had personal best times in every freestyle event that were faster than the women's world records. (laughs) Once the season began, Thomas was leading the country in multiple events, while only placing in the top 500 in those events on the men's team. Thomas later became an NCAA champion in the 500 yard freestyle, the first NCAA champion in our women's team history program. While many of you already know this, what you do not know is the experiences of the women on the University of Pennsylvania swim team. My teammates and I were forced to undress in the presence of Leah, a six foot four tall biological male. Fully intact with male genitalia, 18 times per week. Some girls opted to change in bathroom stalls, and others used the family bathroom to avoid this. When we tried to voice our concerns to the athletic department, we were told that Leah's swimming and being in our locker room. Was
4: By the way, just to, like it's been two years, and we're just learning this. Of course. They had, they had shut it up and shut it out for so long and silenced these people and threatened them and they're such bullies. But this was happening and it never got out. They couldn't. You know, young people aren't used to being intimidated by big institutions. They're not right. used to dealing with like the amount of guilt, etc. that lawyers, et cetera, can make you feel. In academics, and your parents, et cetera, You know, like this is such... It, I'm sorry to use a term the left has co-opted from Ron DeSantis apparently, but... It is fascistic, the way they operate. Oh, yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's totally
3: authoritarian.
4: Yes, it's brutal.
3: ...was a non-negotiable, and we were offered psychological services to attempt to re-educate us to become comfortable with the idea of undressing in front of a male. Wow. To sum up the university's response, we, the women, were the problem, not the victims. We were expected to conform, to move over, and shut up. Our feelings didn't matter. The university was gaslighting and fear-mongering women to validate the feelings and identity of a male. As an attempt to voice my concern about the situation we were forced into, revealing the unjust and unfair treatment, I wrote an op-ed for the Daily Pennsylvanian, the student-run newspaper. I approached this from a scientific... scientific statistic-
4: anyway, they didn't. They changed, it and, changed mm-hmm. it and edited it and whatever, and everybody was ticked off, etc., which brings me to, obviously that's horrific, what they did, these girls should sue for $100 million. Oh, yeah. They should sue the F out of these people. So, which brings me to the guy I never knew about before, Rep. Wesley Hunt. I don't even know where he's from, but Rep. Wesley Hunt is saying stuff that 10 years ago would have been normal to say, mm-hmm. but just even hearing him say it sounds fantastic, fantastic and uh, we'll have it in just a moment as soon as we're done buffering, here we go Rep uh, Wesley Hunt I can assure you that my 4 year old and my 2 year old daughters will not change in front of biological men this is ridiculous I don't care what party you are a part of if you
1: think that we're all equal and the same biologically you've literally lost your mind and when my two daughters work hard in the sport, work hard
4: in their craft to be the best that they can be amongst other women, they will compete against other women. I owe Victoria and Olivia and every other young lady in this country that. If you think I'm wrong, I am not the problem. I can assure you.
1: We have an opportunity in this country to get this right in 2024.
4: So, um... That is precisely... You know, you see so little of this these days? Yeah. That is somebody acting like a man. Yeah. Doing the natural things that you're supposed to do, which is protect women and girls. And he's loud and he's boisterous and he's saying, no, pull this crap. It reminds me, it's you know, it's, it's like watching... It's so refreshing to see somebody react in a visceral human way that's totally mm-hmm. correct. It reminds me of when you see, like, it's usually in Europe, but... Or you know when these like green protesters stop the highway and some dude just gets out of his truck and just throws them to the side, drags them out of the way, yeah, by their throws them like they trash. Yeah. It's, like, it's so great to see because it's it's so correct and he is correct. Like, Really seriously, what is what is this what is this um, this exercise we're involved in here?
2: It's where like, you have to deny every natural human instinct and everything in your head that's telling you what's the right thing to do and what's normal. Like, we all know that it's not normal to have adult men change around teenage girls.
4: Of course. Of course. We it's, all know It's that. weird. So now, which brings me to some news I have to give to you. And you know I love you, right?
2: hmm I do love you, yes.
4: But, um... This is tough. This is tough to say. This is
2: about Nancy Mace
4: we're to be married <laughs> okay and she's gotten a lot of crap for for this but this is nancy mace at tim scott's like prayer breakfast mm-hmm. um this morning or yesterday morning one of the mornings and she's looking good would you say she looks good
2: she always looks lovely
4: wow venomously <laughs> venomous I aura I about you when you say i that. like
2: nancy mace just fine she's just fine. together
3: another year Another standing room only event, and when I woke up this morning at seven, I, I was getting picked up at seven forty-five. Patrick, my
5: fiance, tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed, and I was like, "No, baby, we don't got time for that this morning. Uh, I gotta get to the prayer breakfast, and I gotta be on time." <laughs> and a little TMI, but um, I he'll, he
3: can wait. He's got we got. I'll see him later tonight. Um, but I was here early. Um,
4: so I've seen people... It's Suddenly, by the way, people on the left are against um, feminist agency over their sex lives and promiscuity and lovemaking and all that stuff. That suddenly they're... Oh my goodness. You see? This is so tone deaf what the GOP is doing. And some I don't people don't understand aren't
2: too, what's wrong with it.
4: No, there's nothing wrong with it. She's a woman being funny and sexy and saying that, yeah, the easy thing would have been to do would be what... Just go right back to bed, blow it off, and have sex. But she's doing. She probably. It's like shut up. Anybody who has sex. By the way, any man who has a problem with this.
2: So what are people upset that like she owed him that or something or that she no, went to a No, they're mad. That, I don't understand.
4: They're, what mad, they, that if, they're mad that, that they she, feel that
2: it's sex negative.
4: That she's like essentially. Well, people in the right are upset because. She's lost the string on Christianity and she's doing it in a house of, even though it's not a house of God, but she's doing it in, a, in an event of God. And people on the left are saying that she's essentially being Marjorie Taylor bombastic. Yeah, but Green, she turned down the sex, So
2: that's good for the prayer breakfast. Robert, right, but she even
4: mentioned it. These are, oh. the, left is, the left can be turned very puritanical in an instant when it's convenient. Anyway, so, so the point the, is this. One, I'm going to be married problem? to Nancy Mace. And two, I saw people I upset about her.
2: this and I don't understand it.
4: All right. Jason Aldean removed a clip of Black Lives Matter protest uh, from the Try That in the Small Town. If it's all true that he really did because of pressure, then he sucks and he's a pussy.
2: Well, they pulled his video off the TV. I, well,
4: I know. I understand that.
5: But- so
2: he probably wants to have it back on. Right. <laughs> why are you, you think? mad at me? <laughs> Why am I in trouble? I understand right that. Now?
4: but the pro- the the deal is that he stands up for his principles and doesn't do what it takes to do it. Right. He doesn't back down. Okay. Yeah, I see. Okay. Okay. That's uh... what do you
2: mean? What I don't understand okay. why I'm in trouble with you. Um. Can we talk about my favorite congressman today? Sure. Then I'll do it's the not show Wesley up. Hunter Leslie Mays. Leslie Mays, Nancy Mays, Can't even talk. Um, Greg. uh, We didn't do this last night. No, this was, we read this today. This is my new favorite congressman. Talk about really standing up for what you believe in. This is a a Texas congressman who wanted to stand up for workers' rights in this intense heat. um, Where he feels that um, all workers deserve water breaks given the um, incredible record-breaking climate change that we've been experiencing so he wants construction workers to make sure they're guaranteed uh water breaks during the day and apparently according to him although i've seen no evidence of this from anywhere according to him governor abbott has banned water breaks water breaks are now illegal for construction workers in texas according to him so anyway so he bravely and boldly on the steps of the Capitol, following in the footsteps of the great Cory Bush, who um, sat on the Capitol steps with a pack of Oreos overnight. Right, to, she
4: survived to, that too. She didn't have somebody. You know,
2: <laughs> the medics didn't have to arrive. She didn't have so somebody. Leave. Leave.
4: If you notice him in those pictures, well, she had. Or- he's he's, she, no, he's not only got the mm-hmm. finger blood pressure thing the whole time because yeah. he's been outside where like the. Like the the ice cream person and the guy who drives (laughs) a, like, eight-seat bicycle is all day without, he's got the blood pressure thing, and they're patting his head with a wet cloth.
2: Yeah. So he was on a hunger and thirst strike, which if you've never heard the word thirst strike before, you're not alone. This is the first time it's been used in human history, I think. Thirst strike. Is that we haven't? done that right so um he was on a hunger and thirst strike he was uh joined at his thirst strike by workers from texas and across the nation and by lots of colleagues pushing for federal heat safety protections nine hours without food or water but i'm more energized than ever to get this done incredible nine hours
4: that is nobody's done that nobody's nobody's
2: ever gone without food and water for nine hours i don't know um let's see Brian Metzger reports he ended his thirst strike after over eight hours without food or water on the house steps. The workers are clapping for him for his brave move. He tweeted, no water, no breaks. All day in the heat of the Capitol steps today, and I feel stronger and more inspired than ever by our movement to put people over profit. Uh, Seven hours into the thirst strike, Bernie Sanders showed up to support him.
4: Thing is, it not like intermittent fasting is longer. Than is. <laughs> no, and that's not like that's I've, not a long
2: time. I have not eaten for like a hundred hours before.
4: The idea of a strike, a hunger strike, is that, that
2: you're like in physical danger. If exactly, you don't, you're like, showing
4: your passion to the event. And, you have and to like
2: be intubated to make sure that you get nutrients or whatever. Um, but he he did receive medical attention. He held a hunger and thirst strike. Medics periodically checked his vitals. You will not what a be
4: total another eating pussy. or drinking
2: for a whole nine hours. Nine hours. I think that's that's real bravery.
4: What is the hot sauce, Alice?
2: The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce.
4: Very interesting. Did in this. I lose you? Yeah, I had. But yeah, my my things restarted. I think so. Oh. I, I might be back. Might not. I think
2: you're back not now. Sure.
4: Yeah. We should just be in the same camera. That would probably be the best idea.
2: Yeah, but we don't have a camera. That's far enough away to do both of us. I do think right now.
4: Not right now, but in the future.
2: Yeah, in the future. I also think we just can't stream on this internet. Yeah. a lot of people had to leave because it wasn't working for them.
4: Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. BBP.
2: Burn Podcast.
4: Jose Taldia. Okay. Now, this is interesting. Jose, I knew... I used to know a really good friend of mine was Jose Tapia, who worked with me at the Cambridge Marriott, who... He was. I used to, you know, banging all the time. So I'd give him my shifts, and, and because I wanted to be out and mm-hmm. partying, and whatever. But this is eight six oh wait, 8, 6, 0, five two two uh, ninety
2: to...
4: four two. Oh, it's the calling number yeah, yeah, yeah. for my radio station. Gotcha. So we'll see what this is. A couple of points of clarification,
0: as far as Naming a convinced. pedicure. Yes, that is a complete and utter fallacy
4: Incorrect. I, I have I've seen receipts. I have moles. I know that he's done the thing with the goldfish as well. I've never had one?
0: Incorrect. In fact, I'm like a dog or a werewolf even. I just drag my toes on the Ugh. asphalt and it grinds my toenails down. <laughs> Although I do appreciate the compliments. Very nice of you both because God knows I should have sent you pictures when I had my toe fungus going on. That was a sight to be seen. Um, And secondly, yeah, I definitely treat Tom different. In fact, I want to be very clear on this, as (laughs) some people's uh, lord and savior Obama would say. Let me be clear. Uh (laughs) I am 100 percent harassing Tom at this point. And it's going to continue unabated, I think, for quite a while.
4: Yeah. First of all, my moles tell me that I that, and I'm working on getting actual video footage of him getting pedicures including the uh, mm-hmm. including the goldfish uh, co-erect.
2: You'd probably like it, Tim. It's fun.
4: He doesn't. <laughs> That's how he discovered the mold. The mold. What did he have? Fungus. Toe fungus? <sighs> I've not had toe fungus. My toes are disgusting enough but my feet work well. That's all that matters.
0: The present company in Tariffville, Simsbury, as a tripe
4: appetizer.
2: Ooh, present company. Pretty
4: good. The present company. We should look it Simsbury. up. Simsbury.
2: We're going to be in Simsbury tomorrow. It's in down fact. the street. I could go now and
4: get it. Could, let's remember. Look, look, look it up immediately. Tripe appetizer. Oh, man, I would love that. Thank you so much. By the way, I don't know if we do we know him.
2: I don't think so. Call
4: again, please. Hey guys, how you doing? I was wondering, because I'm going through this right now, Yep. what is more difficult, crate training a dog or crib training a baby? Because my daughter was really easy to crib train, but I find that my little puppy Paxton is a handful when it comes to crate training. So I know you guys have Pepper not sure if you had any dogs in the past, but I was wondering your opinion on it. Thanks. So we had Pepper, who would not be crate trained. She would drag the crate around with her. She was too strong and too crazy. She and could got
2: the doors yes. open. She would like bend back the hinges or like bend back the ch- thing, like Jurassic Park when the yeah. wires are all like bent back.
4: We with, found an eviscerated crate. cow in the crate one
2: time. <laughs> it was like that. Pepper refused to be crate trained, although um, we did house train her mostly after some incidents. Um, A
4: lot of incidents and after she destroyed everything
2: as far babies we can't really speak to that because like the seven-year-old still sleeps in bed. <laughs> no no but like crib training
4: there's a thing uh yeah i guess they all slept in cribs for a while i don't even know well like it's, know.
2: it can be t- i mean it's tough like especially the younger two right now especially the one who's five right now like he could get out of the crib before he was even a year old is that true yeah which is, like, you can't really reason with that. So, like, yeah. if they can get out of the crib, it's, like, it can just be impossible. That so. always
4: includes a fall, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you hear an I am extremely loud thud, And then there's a kid in your room for some reason. <laughs> it's Ugh. like that. that Even is... when the mattress is all the way at the bottom. If they're good climbers, they're good climbers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, this can't be a complete... <laughs> bbp
2: burnborough podcast
4: chief from elephant and castle that's the guy who called me, me me and danny danny m mm-hmm. danny mckenna uh chief uh and and like big guy and then we started calling the bartender tiger and that's when me and dan left out we screwed on the tab that was during mm-hmm. a celtics playoff game when they had paul pierce in the um the fat guy who gambled, Antoine, Antoine Walker. Okay. Um well this is him. Apparently he's reaching out oh, now. Good.
0: Hey Chief, how's your heat dome?
2: <laughs> what does that mean?
4: I'm not sure. What does heat dome mean?
2: I don't know. Why does heat it say twenty two seventy five?
4: Because that's what we that was a tab. That was
2: what you owed them?
4: Heat dome. What's he? heat dome? I Dr. Go doesn't work doesn't well in work this. Enough. To search what it is. Heat dome. Does that mean... Heat dome. Can you search what it it is? Do you have DuckDuckGo on that? Yeah, I do. Heat dome. Look up heat dome. I like that he's talking to me anyway.
2: I don't know what that means. Hmm. What is a heat dome? It occurs in the atmosphere, traps hot ocean air.
4: But why would the Elephant and Castle guy... I don't get it. Why would he ask about my heat dome? He Doesn't he want his money? He does want his money back. I don't know. We'll have to revisit this tomorrow. Uh, we do Or Sunday. Or, uh, there
2: supposedly is one in San Diego right now. A heat dome? Yeah.
4: I'm not sure. All right. Ready?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: By the way, you know, just as I was dating Supple, yes. a woman who worked at Elephant and Castle really had a crush on me and wanted to date me. And she was pretty and nice and fun. And I... I there's only... This has not happened... But she had a... Like, um... She had a, um... Amy Winehouse, like, kind of bouffant hair cut. Okay. Yeah. And she, like, wasn't being ironic or, like, retro or punk about it. That was her hair. That was
2: her style? Yeah,
4: it was her style. So, anyway, yeah. I chose supple anyway, which is probably a mistake. As a matter of fact, all of this could have been different had I just chosen... Winehouse.
0: <laughs> Hello, Alice and Tom. Hey. Hi. Little tip: if you're staying in Avon, yes, go check out Little City Pizza right down the street from you. Little City Pizza. They got pinball machines. Ooh. Low key bar room. Ooh. And it's the best pizza in the area. That's it.
4: Alice Chaddock.
2: Little City Pizza.
4: You know what? Since our relationship is not a relationship like who's a woman who with matt walsh who matt walsh said you should you should take normal gender roles and she said the woman the woman should be told what to do you mentioned her today
2: oh pearl davis you
4: know what lady we're going a little city pizza tomorrow i'm not asking you Okay. I'm telling you. You're going to sit right. there, and I'm ordering for you. You're going to look pretty. And you will eat what I give you. <laughs> okay. And your kids, too. Thank you very much, my friend. I will check it out tomorrow. Little City Pizza. It is a... Um, uh, and then
2: where are you going for tripe tomorrow?
4: Um, I'm trying to do my Al Bundy. I have spoken, <laughs> and so it is written, and so it shall be done. Okay. Or it might be, and so it shall be done. What's
2: we the name are going, of the place you're going for tripe?
4: Um, the small tripe plates? I'm not sure, but I, I, I'm going to have to Google that first to see what it is, if it's done in the way I like it. But is it? it's Little City Heat Dome. What's a pizza? Pizza. <laughs> Little, Little City Pizza. Little City Pizza. I'm going to duck-duck-go that, please, so we can bookmark it. And we are doing it. Little City Pizza tomorrow. The Shattucks are going there. Done. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the food uh, suggestions as well, obviously. We need those for the food podcast too, of course. Um, Sorry about the stream being slow today. We will work on that. Um, And what else do I have to say? If you want to be on the stream, you can do that at patreon.com. And you can see us at
4: Little City Pizza tomorrow.
2: Or you can um, always, of course, view it for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com.